Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Buddy, it's me, Tommy Newbauer, and guess what? I'm here all alone today because Danny Bush is up in Sturgeon Bay catching big smallmouth and maybe some big walleyes or a muskie or something, but he'll be calling us and letting us know how he's doing. But I do appreciate you joining us this Saturday morning. Um, you can always get in touch with us at uh, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. The, cutting, uh, the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors comes to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. So uh, if you want to be part of the show, give me a buzz. Uh, and uh, we'll be calling some guys today, getting some fishing reports here and there. And But first of all, you know, you know that I don't like doing the show not being in the studio. I want to be in the studio. You know that, Sam, right? Oh, I yeah. want to be in the studio. But there's something else I don't like, and that... If anybody was listening to the show last week, you know I hit a deer on the way to do the show on Capitol Drive. But as Paul Harvey would say, there's the rest of the story. Okay, so I hit this deer. The car is, I can i can still drive it, all right? Uh, it didn't wreck like the radiator or anything like that. And the lucky thing was is that when I saw it, as it was jumping out in front of my car, as I saw it, I was hitting the brake. So going from 55 miles an hour down to maybe 35 or 40. And so I pushed it along, it rolled, it got up, it ran. My car wasn't spitting, oil, you know, fluids all over the place. So, And I didn't want to be late for the show, so I just kept on going. Okay, so when I got home, I called the Brookfield Police Department. And they connected me with a sheriff. And the sheriff says, well, you got to go to this uh, uh, website and file a self-reporting accident report. Okay, I can do that. So I go and I do that all. 
So now I'm going to mail it in because it's got a place where to mail it to the DMV out in Madison. So I mail it. And then uh, I had to wait until Tuesday because on Saturday, later on that day, I went out to the Brookfield Cop Shop. Guess what? They're not open on weekends and holidays. I mean, the police are still working, but they're not. The cop shop itself isn't open on weekends and holidays. And I went, oh great, I gotta wait till Tuesday, because of course Monday was a holiday. Okay, so I go out there on Tuesday, and I tell the lady behind the desk what happened, blah blah blah, and I, and then uh, I'm holding. I made a copy of the form I sent to Madison just to make sure I did it right. And uh, I tell her what's happening, and she said, where did this happen? And I told her, and she says, she looks on a map and says, that's not Brookfield, that's Pewaukee. You're in the wrong place. I went, oh, no, don't tell me. She, yeah, you got to go out to Pewaukee, to this spot, this spot. She says, here's a phone number. So I go home instead. I, I take it back. No, I take it back. I, I, I call on the cell phone. I call that number. I talk to a sheriff. And, uh, or actually, this number gives me another number to a sheriff. And that sheriff says, uh, okay, he says, uh, you got to go and fill out this form. I So I did that. And I told him what I filled out. And he said, no, that's not the right one. He says, uh, we stopped using that years ago. I said, you what? He said, they don't use that anymore. I said, why is it still in the computer? Well, anyway, so I had to fill out a different form and make a long, and then I had to take my vehicle to the body shop and then yesterday I found out my car is not at the body shop I took it to. It's at a, a different location because this body shop has three places. It's at a different one. And it's, oh, I got to make some phone calls today. I'm telling you, this deer has caused me more problems. I'm telling you, it was just a pain in the butt. The only thing, good thing to come of it is I got a really nice loaner car. It's basically the same as my Dodge Grand Caravan as I have, except that it's newer and it's got a bunch of new toys in it, you know. So, anyway, that's that. Boy, I'll tell you, I, I hope I never hit a deer again. But you know what? It was foggy. And sometimes when it's foggy, uh, you know, those deer are roaming around. So you got to be careful. You always got to be cognizant of what's on the road. I mean, it might not be a deer. It might be something else, too. But anyway, so fishing-wise, boy, I'll tell you one good thing is that we had that big warm-up and on most lakes almost all of them but on most lakes the largemouth bass came in spawned and left in a week and now there's a whole bunch of bluegills in shallow water they're getting ready to do their thing so you know the the for the pan fishermen boy this is a great time you know for the bass anglers it's also a great time because those bass are done dropping and they're ready to eat now they're they're ready Matter of fact, my son Nick was out uh, just as, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. He had off and just hammered the, the largemouth bass. Caught some really nice ones, up to 20 inches. So him and his brother-in-law. So anyway, yeah, f fishing uh, should be turning on really good. As you know, I'm the kind of guy that, I, I you know, it's tough fishing f during the spawn uh in, in the springtime because you know it seems like those fish are in and out in and out in and out you know i mean it it, it all is weather dependent and you plan on going a certain day and then when that day comes it's like oh shoot not this you know we got another cold front or we got this or we got that you know um i mean i always say the best time to go fishing is whenever you can 
But let's face it, sometimes when we can go fishing, it's not the optimal conditions. Years ago, I used to say, you know, we go fishing more so for the relaxation, the joy, enjoyment, whether we catch fish or not. No, that's bull. That's bull. We go fishing to catch fish. We spend all that money, all that time, all that effort, all that studying to do what? To catch a fish. A dumb fish. <laughs> and sometimes they they humble us because they fool us sometimes. You know, sometimes the fish win. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes. So, you know, if we could pick and choose all the perfect days to go, yeah, that'd be wonderful. But let's face it, we can't always do that. And uh, so... Anyway, fishing is going to be turning on now. I like fish when they get into their summer, you know, post-spawn summer pattern. That's awesome. And, of course, let's not forget fall musky fishing. That, that, that of course, is awesome, too. But i got a few things to go, go through with you here before we get into some of the meat of the show. First of all, I don't know if she's up yet or not, but I want to say hello to Sister Mary Annetzel. She sent us a picture. She had some medical problems. We haven't heard from her in a while, but... She finally is starting to feel a little bit better. She uh, sent me a photograph. Well, actually, she sent it to me in Bushy. Um, and she was wearing, Sister Marion was wearing a cutting-edge outdoors hat and a cutting-edge outdoors shirt. I mean, that's awesome. It would look, you, Sister Marion Etzel, if you're listening, you look great in it. Thank you. Anyway, and then, uh, of course, you know, don't forget, we do have uh, our horn schwaggle coming up. And, you know, We've got the, the gut report coming up at 6.30, and like a, you know, last night, I don't know, I got into reading a book, I forgot to do something. This morning I'm thinking about the gut report, like, what am I going to do for the gut report? <laughs> I forgot about it. So during one of these breaks, I got I to gotta look in the archive and uh, see what I got here. But I did think of something on the way in. But, you know, at my age, I do tend to forget things. So I kind of forgot about what I was thinking about when I was coming to the show. And we do, you know, we do want to do this uh, at all times during the day. But we do want to thank the police and fire, the police department, the firefighters, the first responders, uh, men and women in the armed forces. And, and you personally, you listening to the show right now, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, you know, that's important to us. You know, we do appreciate it. And if you want to get in touch with us or just me today... 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. I wish I could tell you a email address to send to, but, uh, oops, sorry about that. Uh, but I don't have a computer in front of me. So we do have a number of things coming up now. I think I might get a few people that want to talk about this, but if you, if you do call and want to talk about this, uh, no swearing allowed, all right? Be civil. The, uh, the, here we go. The Chippewa spearing totals exceeded over 35,000 walleyes. I know a lot of you, a lot of you aren't happy, but I just thought you'd like to know the numbers. The state's six Chippewa tribes reported a spring harvest of 35,175 walleyes and 163 muskies from the Ceded Territory Lakes. Those numbers compared to 35,549 walleyes and 190, 191 muskies taken last year. And we're also above the five-year average. And uh, so, anyway, the, the record was 2017 when uh, 
38,991 walleyes were uh, uh, speared. So anyway, I, I know a lot of people might have a comment about it, but if you're wondering, you know, what lake maybe that you fish on was harvested at the heaviest maybe, uh, you can always go to the DNR website. Um, some of the heaviest speared lakes were, uh, well, first of all, Vilas County took the biggest hit with uh, almost 12,000 walleye speared from Vilas County lakes. And uh, that represents like 33% of the entire 2020 harvest. And of that Vilas County total, uh, 1188 walleyes were taken from north and south twin lakes near Phelps in one night by the Mole Lake tribe. Just think of that, in one night. Another large lake was uh, North Trout Lake and South Trout Lakes near Boulder Junction where 777 walleyes were taken. Cisco Chain about 789. Big Arbor Vita Big Arbor gave up 799 walleyes. That's a pretty cool lake. I've been on that before. But there's a, a, a number of lakes. Like I said, if you want to find out, you know, if the lake that you fish was hit heavily or not this spring, all you have to do is uh, go to the DNR website, and I'm sure there's a spot that'll that'll tell you of the how many fish were taken from whatever lakes, because the DNR keeps uh, pretty good at management of that. So, anyway, that that is that. If you got any comments, 414-799-1250. Um, you know, when we come back, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, uh, well, first, before we take this break, i got to tell you one other thing. Uh, today and today, actually, today and today, listen to me, jeez, <laughs> today and tomorrow are the last days that you will be able to uh, apply for a Wisconsin elk hunt. The elk season will start on October 17th and run through November 15th. And then there's also December 10th through the 18th. But if you want to apply for an elk tag this year, uh, you've got today and tomorrow to do it. That's, oh, yeah. So anyway, it's it's time. It's about time for us to take a break. We're getting to be about that time. Like I said, I wish we had, I wish I had a computer in front of me, but I don't. Uh, we have those at the station. I have one at home, but I'm not at home. So uh, can't take any of those emails, which I think, you know, we did get one email. A guy uh, that I read uh, last week, though, I didn't read it on the air, though. He said, uh, it sounds like we're coming out of a tin can from a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> I don't know. Does it really sound that bad? No. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't sound that bad, Sam. No, it, it actually sounds a little bit better than if you were calling on the phone. It does. And, okay. I mean... Yeah. It's, and to tell you the truth, we're, we're trying. It's the best we can do. I know. I wish we could call on the phone. That'd make it a lot easier. Yeah, I could but be it's... Out, I, I could be sitting out in my backyard talking to you, you know? It would sound worse, though. Yeah, I know. It would, but what are you going to do, right? But, and, you know, it's, it's funny. Some phone, phone calls we get from uh, listeners are really good. You ever notice that? I mean, the quality, the air quality oh, yeah. is just fine, you know? So... Anyway, maybe it's depending if you're on a landline versus a cell phone. You know, maybe that might be the deal. But Okay, let's go to a break. Uh, the, the Skipper Bed's Cutting Edge Outdoors is brought to you by Bait Made Fish Attractants and, uh, and a whole lot of other people, too. So stay tuned to 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan.
good song, Sam. I like this one. I did too. Uh, I will yeah. say this: one of my favorite parts about working this show is my uh, vocabulary of like old songs has expanded, and I love it. Well, that's great. That's great. And th those are my favorite because that's what I grew up with. I mean, I've heard that my whole life. But you know what? There's some new songs that are good too. You know, there are, but not a lot of them. You know, not a lot. No, they're the, they're a dime a dozen now. Yeah, the one that's pretty good is uh, Old Town Road. Yeah, that, but I right? got I got really burnt out on that because you know oh. we work in the right next to the Kiss FM studio and the Mix studio. Oh, <laughs> and they're playing it all the time. Oh man, every time I'd go to the bathroom, I'd hear it or something. Yeah, you can you can definitely get burned out on it. That's what happened with. Uh, oh oh oh, geez, I can't think. Uh, ah. It was a song that was just played over and over and over again. If I think about it, I'll bring it up. But yeah, Old Town Road is one of those songs that if you hear it too much, you don't want to hear it again. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, hey, maybe you should play that on our show. What the heck? <laughs> anyway, uh, any of you thinking of going to Canada? Well, guess what? They're extending the border closer, closure another month through June 22nd. Canada and the U.S. announced on May 19th an agreement to extend the closing of their border through Sunday, June 22nd uh, to non-essential travel during the, the, the virus pandemic. Now, what is non-essential travel? That means you. That means me. That means any fisherman or hunter who wants to go out. That's not essential. All right. So don't plan on, if you had planned, if you had a reservation booked, for sometime before June 21st. I feel bad for you. I hope you can get your money back. Uh, I hope maybe you can reschedule. Uh, but yeah, you can't uh, can't do that until after June 21st. And, and that's too bad. And you know, here's another thing about Canada. Now, I've got nothing against Canada. Not at all. I'm sure it'd be a great place, wonderful place and all that to go to. I've been fishing my whole life in Wisconsin and surrounding areas and a few other places in the United States, but, but, but mostly in Wisconsin. And I'll get back to that after we talk to Rick from Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop out there in Pewaukee uh, Lake. Hi, Rick. Yeah, how's it going, Tom? Oh, it's, it's, it's a tough day today. i got to do the show by myself. Really? Yeah, Danny's fishing up on the Bay of Green Bay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so. Anyway, how's it going over there at the shop? Uh, everything is going really good, very busy. Um, especially today is very busy. But yeah. I time out to talk to you. But before we do anything else, I have to do a shout-out to Gordy Murs because he was pissed at me for not mentioning him the last time I talked to you. <laughs> so, Gordy still works here. He's, <laughs> he's been taking a little bit of a hiatus this the first month. But he will be back, and he will be working here. So, Gordy, if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> mention your name. So now you got to be happy with it. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you don't want the big bad Gordy Murs again on your bat on your wrong side. You got to right. watch out I for know, him. Not him. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, so but anyway, so you fishing has been good. They've been getting yeah. um, guys, panfish, uh, bass, uh, an occasional muskie here and there. But, yeah, it's been really, really good. They've been getting some really nice bluegills. Now, uh, how about your boat rentals this morning? You got any oh, left? Uh, I have one left. They're going fast. 
Oh, I can imagine. I mean, now what what is your rate for boat rentals out there? Seventy nine dollars. No, cancel it now. Um, oh, are you running the register while talking to us? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to put you through that. No, that's fine. Uh, Seventy nine dollars all day, gas included plus tax, and uh, sixty four dollars uh, for four hours or less. Yeah. Okay. Now, over at Smoky, Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, you got all the live bait, all the different minnows and, and night crawlers and waxies. you got all that stuff, right? Yes, we do, but right now I'm uh, out of waxies. Really? Okay. Okay. But you got a lot of mini mites over there. So. Oh, yeah, we got mini mites. we got uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people, I mean, they're beginning to realize that, that uh, Smokey's, not only are you guys a premier musky shop, and you might want to tell us some of the new things you have, but you also have a lot of the other tackle for other fish, you know, yep. that's out on the lake. Yeah. Uh, well, we got whale tails. We have uh, New Lake X, uh, Little Bastards. Um, yeah. Uh, the slammers, uh, five-inch slammers are going pretty good. They've been, they've been working real well for muskies. Um, we got some new, uh, we got all kinds of new stuff. We got some Yeah, you do. I know. Chaos. You got a lot got... of stuff. You got... You need a bigger shop, is what you need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah we have all, all kinds of new stuff uh, from uh, we got the trilogies from Bite Back. We got uh, Grim Reapers. We got in this year back. Oh boy, back. that's that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, and and they are flying off the shelves and they're producing fish. Yeah, those are. I mean, now those are mainly jerk baits, right? But what else do they have? Uh, no, those are spinner baits. Oh, those are the Grim Reaper spinner baits because yep. they used to be big in the in the jerk baits years ago. Yeah, uh, and bucktails too. Yeah, but yep. if the spinner baits are doing good, huh? The big ones. Yep, yep. Phantoms are working real well. Uh, Hell, you, you know, Rick. I've always said. I've always said if a guy's got two lures, a bucktail and a topwater, he can't go wrong. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Lake X is, is our best-selling topwater bait by far. Is that right? All right. Yeah. And, and and no offense to what you charge for them because, that, I mean, they, you'll find that all over, but they're not cheap, but they sure are effective. Yep, and they're, and they're built like a tank. Well, that's that's important, too. That's important. All right, Rick. Hey, thanks for taking some time with us this morning. Sure, no problem. Stop out. And, oh, well, I got, hey, one more quick question. Have you caught sure. any muskies lately off the dock? No, have not. No, not I'm yet. Catching, but I'm catching walleyes off the dock. I get out of here. Any nope. size to them? 19s, 20s. Get out of here, really? Nope. Yep. Yeah, so fish the shallows. 82, right right in the boat launch probably area, eh? Uh, actually, right in the boat slips. <laughs> oh, my. I'm going to come out and do some fishing, and, I'm, and I don't need a boat. <laughs> All, right. All right, thanks, Rick. Sure. Okay, bye now. Uh, that was Rick Gottinger out there at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. You know, you know, he's the guy, I think we told you this a few weeks back, that uh, years ago when Rick started working at Smokey's, what he would do is he'd, he'd get to the shop about a half an hour early, and he'd stand at, that one, at the end of uh, one of the uh, uh, boat docks where you launch your boats, and he'd just, you know, cast for a little while. And I, th I can't remember, but he caught a number of muskies just standing on the dock, casting out. And the water can't be more than maybe four or five feet deep. And uh, every now and then he'd pop one. It's just amazing. Just amazing. Um, 
So, yeah, well, anyway, uh, we, you know, a lot of people think that Smoky, I mean, that Pewaukee is the only lake to go to for muskies, and it is one of the better lakes because it does have a lot of muskies in it, but you can't forget uh, lakes like Okachi and Oconomowoc in our area here. Those two are, you know, larger lakes. They're very good. Even Lake LaBelle has some dandy muskies in it. But, oh, God, don't get me started on Lake LaBelle with the walleyes. I promise I won't get into that. But I'll tell you one thing. The DNR better hurry up and buy some land out there and put a regular boat launch out there because there's a boat launch but no parking. And eventually they're going to stop that parking on the street within like a half a mile of that boat launch. And, uh... Uh, people are not going to be too happy, you know, people with boats. And uh, so the DNR better hurry up. You know, it's funny. They spend money all over the state and other areas. Why, why not Why not a little bit more where you got the major bulk of your population and anglers, you know? I don't know. But anyway, like I said, don't get me started on that. It'll, it'll drive me crazy. It'll probably drive you crazy, too. Oh, man, I'll tell you, it's, it is such a beautiful morning. I'm sitting here looking out a window i'm looking at people launching boats getting their rods and reels and boats and then launching boats i'm watching them renting boats uh i mean i'll tell you and and like like the guy at like rick said at Smokies, they've only got one boat rental left and by the way they've got the those are the new alumacraft 14 foot alumacrafts they're sturdy they're they're wide they're really nice fishing boats and uh, uh, what do you call it? They come with an eight-horse Yamaha outboard. And uh, so, you know, that's all you really need. And you don't have to go far from Smokey's Muskie Shop to catch fish. Like Rick was saying, I can't believe he's catching walleyes off the dock. My goodness, I'm going to have to go out there. Hey, listen, folks. When we come back, we got the gut report. Don't forget, stay tuned. After the 645 break, we're going to be playing the Hornschwaggle. I guarantee you you're going to win because... I'm I'm asking the questions this week, and and uh, they're going to be some easy ones. So and Sam, what you're going to have to do is uh, you're going to have to email me the winner's name and address. You got that? Okay. Okay. He's got it. Uh, he's going to mail me that, so I can get it to to the people over there at Baitmate and Coleman Insect Repellents. But uh, stay tuned, folks. We got the gut report coming up next. And, uh, boy, I don't know what else to say except that uh, we're brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants. We'll be right back with more. I'm Tom Neubauer, uh, going along for you for this ride on the crazy train this morning. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Hey, Sam, I got a question for you. Have you ever had crab cakes? I I think I've had them like only once or twice. Yeah, did I you like them? If you I, don't remember. I can't remember. I don't think I really did. So I take it you've never had a fish cake, huh? No. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, that that is something that's pretty good. But I'm not going to give the recipe for fish cakes. That's pretty easy to make. But pickled fish. Have you ever had pickled fish? No, but it sounds good. Okay, well, you can you can buy them, you know, out of a jar at the grocery store, you know, that they're made by some factory. But you can make your own pretty easily. Actually, they're very easy. You want three cups of fish fillets cut into chunks. Now, make sure there's no bones in it. And you can use any kind, okay? 
uh, whether it be northern pike, bass, bluegill, I don't care what it is. You can use anything for this. So three cups of chunked fish, and then you want a quarter cup of sugar, one large onion sliced, three tablespoons of salt, two tablespoons of pickling spice, and then you cover it with white wine vinegar or just plain vinegar. Now you got to let it sit in the fridge for like a week, maybe even a little longer. And I'll tell you what, that's all you got to do is serve it and eat it. That's, I mean, it's so simple and it's so good. You ever see that in a store called Mob Benches? Sam? No. Oh, no? You never saw Mob Benches? Yeah. Uh, you can get it regular like this or creamy. So, you know, to tell you the truth, I wish I could tell you folks how to make it creamy pickled fish, but I don't know what you add to make it creamy. I got a guess, but I don't want to send you in the wrong direction. But anyway, try some pickled fish. They are good. The Gut, Re uh, Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Sam, but this is the song I was thinking of earlier, Stairway to Heaven. This oh, is really? the one that this is the one that was played so much people got sick of. Oh. Yeah, it got played so much. It was crazy. So who do you got on the line? We got Troy in Iowa. Hey, good morning, Troy. Thank you for calling all the way from Iowa. Tom Troy Woodrow here. How are you? Oh, Troy Roy Woodrow. Okay. I didn't I didn't yeah. get a last name there. Yeah, yeah. So What's up, Troy? Nobody can ever get sick of Stairway to Heaven, just, you know. But, yeah, as far as the pickled fish, it just reminds me of uh, Dan Bush, Jim Comar, uh, his brother, Steve Comar. We all went up to Zippel Bay and caught some pike and uh, back in the day, right, right around Easter time when there was about, you know, ice fishing, four feet of ice up there in Zippel Bay, northern, the border of Minnesota and uh, Canada. And Bushy uh, pickled some fish with the pike. Oh, my God. That stuff is delicious. That's Isn't it, though? But yeah. I mean, the pike, I think, is the best thing to pickle. I, my personal feeling. But you probably... Right. Maybe. But, yeah, that was... I remember Bushy doing that, and uh, that was that was a great trip, going up to the, with those guys up ice fishing. A lot of laughs. But just wanted to touch base on the uh, shore fishing from Pewaukee Lake. So, you know, I, as you probably know, I'm a, I, you know, I, I bought a house, and I... At 2003 on Pewaukee Lake on Peninsula Drive, right in that bay, right across from uh, Smokies. And uh, you know, when I bought the house, I was asking people if they're catching any muskies off the piers there, and nobody really had. But I put a serious effort into it for about seven years, and you know, it was interesting because after about year three, and I was I do did a lot of sucker fishing, right? So everybody used to laugh that I was feeding the turtles because I would buy like you know eight suckers at a time. Rick can test for this. I, I used to have a sucker bill that was pretty high up there. But, you know, they, what was interesting is that after about year three or four, those muskies were in there thick. Now, a lot of it was, you know, like fall time. But the thought was that the smell, because that bay over there didn't really have an outlet. There's a little slough across Oak Street. But right, boy, would they, right. they would come in there. So, it was interesting. Same thing, right? That area is all like four feet of water. It's all kind of mucky, but uh, you know, 
I remember one time I did a tournament and I just sat in that bay and we we placed third out of about eighty boats. Um, wow. Because, uh, 40, 43 and a half came swimming by and pounded the sucker. You know, it was was a uh, so anyway. Just kind of wanted to share the. You know, it is interesting when you talk about musky fishing from shore and and how you can do it. It's tough to get. You know, there's not a lot of places you can go to get, but you know, there's. I've caught them no. right off that uh, Oak Street right yeah, here. Yeah, there's the not a lot of places to catch muskies from shore. But I'm sitting here looking at people fishing from shore, not by the beach, but just down where all the rocks are from the beach. I'm watching people yeah. fish from shore there. They don't have the big fishing piers out yet, and I think that's because of the COVID virus. You know. Um, right. They didn't want people standing next to each other, but uh, I don't know if you were listening earlier, Rick, over at the musky shop. He he he's been catching yep. a few walleyes right over by by the boat slips. <laughs> well, you know, and that just that really attested Tom Cap and Mike Cap and the walleyes for tomorrow. I mean, those guys, those those walleyes they put in there three you know three or four years ago, right? Uh, uh, even up to five years ago, I think it started. Five I years think. ago, yeah. It's so it, I, I really attest. That's a lot to those guys. I mean, they've done an amazing job. I, walleyes, you, you'd get an occasional 25-inch walleye. You know, they would, sometimes they would pound a harness with the sucker, you know, just because. Yep. Of, uh, but, you know, now, I mean, the walleyes, thanks to those guys, the walleyes for tomorrow. I mean, it, it you know, Pewaukee Lake now has become a premier you know, walleye fishery, really, right? And it's only going to get better. Only going to yeah. get better. Just but you know what? They're, they're not the easiest thing in the world to catch, you know? I mean, people still got to put their time and effort in, you know, to find them and catch them. So. You know, I think, that, you know, if you go back to the old school, in my opinion, of the Lindy rigs with leeches and those kind of things. Oh, sure. Always, you know. Oh, I don't know if I told you this. Last year... Bushy was telling me about guys catching walleyes on drop shot rigs with live bait. Yeah. And I was going up to Monaco with a couple of my sons. So we're up in Monaco and we're on a lake that, you know, it's got walleyes in it. And uh, my son has fished there before. So I said, yeah, I got this drop shot rig. I'm going to try that. Troy, that it works awesome. <laughs> that is great. And But, you know, it's funny. My drop shot hook was upside down. It was pointed down, you know, right. and I didn't, I was too lazy to cut it all up and re, retie and make it right side up. It worked upside down, right side up. It didn't matter. It worked. So try a drop shot rig with live bait for walleyes. It does work. It's excellent. Keeps it right down near the bottom. And then we use these uh, cylinder uh, shaped sinkers where your line will slip through if you get hung up on a rock or something, you know. So you won't lose your whole rig. You just lose a sinker. It's awesome. Excellent rig. And I, yeah, I would think that, you know, like I grew up on Devil's Lake, North Dakota. That's right. You know, with, with my grandfather fishing walleye. And, you know, we fished walleye with red eyes, you know, red eye spoons, right? Sure. And red and white daredevils. I mean, that, that's mainly what we used. And then, and then we did the Lindy rigs with the leeches. But we caught most of our walleye. Growing up in Devil's Lake, which now is, I'll be going back up there in a few weeks. Uh, my relatives, we still have my grandfather's place, uh, Devil's Lake, Minnewauk in North Dakota. They're catching some. But, you know, it was red and white deer doubles. And the, the real winner on the walleye was the red eye, the red eye lure, you know. Isn't that something? And, yeah. and nowadays, Troy, who would think of using one? For walleyes? I don't, I don't see red eyes at all. No. Let me tell no. You, you see the, the big day, ones for was... muskies? The big yeah, ones you see big, for musky, but you don't see the little ones. 
I would say if you grabbed a red eye and went over by Rocky Points, you know, like started throwing a red eye, I, you you could scare up with some nice walleye. My opinion. I think you might be able to. That's always yeah. a possibility, right? Yeah. And, and we'll never know unless somebody tries. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll come up here one day. Hey, and uh, yeah. talk a little bit, and uh, uh, so you know. Anyway, just wanted to kind of share. I'm actually fishing uh, Brushy Creek, which is in Iowa. They have some nice muskies. I went out last Saturday. Uh, they got some fifties in there. I'm trying it from shore. Not as easy as uh, what I'm used to, but I'm, I'm I'm checking out some other bodies of water, including uh, I'm probably going to go up to uh, Okaboji and Spirit Lake, which is northern uh, northern uh, Iowa, closer to Minnesota. Yeah, just kind right. of play around there. All right. Well, good luck and thanks for calling, Trey. We do appreciate All right. it. All right, Tom. And good to talk. Now you got to give Bushy a call up there in Door yeah, County and give him a I'm little bit of grief. Him later, I'm sure he's he's loving it that he's got yeah. he's, he's loving it up there. He's he so excited about going up, and it's pretty cool. They're camping. He's he's with his buds. It's good for him, man. Retiring as as a teacher and being able to kind of do what he wants. He's even talking about really maybe not doing a whole heck of a lot of guiding this year, which would be the first time in a long time, and just kind of doing his own thing which is awesome yeah that, that that's good i the only thing is the only thing i would do different is i'd be in a motel i wouldn't be camping i'm not a camper yeah, <laughs> i'd be in a motel you know, you know he, he, he's he's the, the green bay is coming out you know he, he so yeah, those guys will be those guys will be fine i would imagine the mornings are gonna would, would be a bit brisk right oh yeah but, uh, oh yeah you know, but that's all right yeah. they're hardy right. wisconsinites they can handle it that's right <laughs> all right well thanks for calling okay. Troy. i do appreciate right. it take, take right. care now bye. bye that was uh troy woodrow uh gives us a call every now and then and uh you know what it's about time for a break what's that again did you tell me i didn't hear you yeah i was telling you to take a break if you want oh yeah yeah it's uh time to take a quick break now when we come back we're going to be playing the hornswoggle and the hornswoggle is brought to you by carl's country market in Menominee Falls. They're on the corner of Pilgrim and Silver Spring. They don't just have meat, but they got a lot more than just meats. And their sausages, oh, man, they're award-winning sausages. When you walk into Carl's, you look around this, the, the walls, you'll see all the awards that they've gotten over the years for their award-winning sausages. But, yeah, you might want to give Carl's Country Market a shout. They also have a gas station right on the corner. So, hey, get your meat, get your gas, and get, get going. Uh, anyway, we're also, it's, uh, the Hornswoggle is also brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. Now, if you win the Hornswoggle, uh, you will get a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market, and you'll also get a really nice prize package from Baitmate and Coleman. So uh, you definitely want to get into that. So call us now at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Be a contestant on the Hornswoggle. We'll be right back with more. Well, it is now time for the fabled Hornschwaggle. But Danny's not asking the questions I am today. Brought to you by Carl's Country Market, Baitmate, and Coleman. So uh, who do you got on the line there, uh, Sam? We got Dan and Fox Point. All right. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Tom. You've you played this before, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. A couple months. 
All right, so here we go. I got some easy questions for you, Dan. Easy, okay? Yep. Number one, or if they're not questions, they're comments, and you just tell me if it's a hornswoggle or not. For most fish, their favorite food is other fish, hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. It is a no hornswoggle. You are correct. That's right. Fish like eating other fish. <laughs> yeah, that's the main. But you know what, though? Fish are opportunistic. They'll grab a lot of times whatever's around, whatever's available, but it's mainly other fish. Okay, number two. A muskie's teeth fall out every summer around the dog days of August. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I guess that's a hornswoggle. Oh, yeah, that's a hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've got to tell you something, Dan. Years ago, years ago, a long time ago, that was one of the excuses musky anglers used for not catching them in August. Well, they don't have any teeth. They can't bite anything. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I dare anybody to stick their hand in a musky's mouth in August. Anyway, let me see if you would have gone three for three, all right? Sure. All right. Number three, Tommy Hilfiger caught the state record brook trout last year in 2019. Yeah, because Tommy Hilfiger designs clothes. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, I, I had to do it because, you know, our sponsors want people to win, you know. So uh, definitely uh, use those use those uh, gift certificates and those items well that you're going to get. So thanks for playing, Dan. Well, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Bye now. You have a great day. Alrighty, Orange Froggle's over. I gotta, I gotta check and see what time it is. See, we don't. I just can't look at the clock. I gotta look at, I gotta look at a different phone. Anyway, uh, just in case, uh, where were we? I'm just trying to think of where I was. Oh, you know, if I don't hear from you folks at seven nine nine twelve fifty to talk about certain fish, I'm just gonna talk about whatever fish I feel like. But if you want to talk about, you know, a certain type of fish. Then you got to give me a buzz, and we'll get up a discussion going. But right now, you know what triggered me into thinking? Well, first of all, before I get into that, i got to tell you, driving out, I thought of this. And we talked about this. When this movie came out, I thought this is the dumbest movie. And Sam, tell me what you think of the movie Batman versus Superman. Did you see it? I don't know if Sam's there or not. He, he, he might be gone. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll ask you later. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Batman versus Superman. How stupid is that? Superman can't be hurt. You can't, fire doesn't hurt him. Bullets don't hurt him. Nothing, you can't, <clears throat> you can't hurt him unless you have kryptonite. And let's face it, how many people are walking around with kryptonite? It's, it's very rare, right? So Superman cannot be hurt and he can fly. Uh, he can put his fist through buildings, right? He can fly through buildings. What can Batman do? He's got some toys on a belt. He's got a car that he's got to drive around in or a motorcycle. I mean, it's like, are you serious? Batman versus Superman? Give me a break. That was such, what a dumb concept. Whoever came up with that. But you know what? It probably made millions of dollars. Yeah, probably, even though it was a dumb concept. So, I don't know if Sam's done or not, but I will get his uh, answer later and see what he thinks. But uh, let's see, you know, where, where are we? Oh, I was going to talk a, a little bit about muskies. You know, 
there have been a lot of excuses, a lot of legend and lore about muskies, you know. I remember when I was a kid, my dad uh, and I were out, and I, I, I can't remember how old I was. I was little. I was, goodness, I had to be less than less than 10, maybe 7, 8, 9 years old, something like that. And I remember I was out in a rowboat with my dad, and then he was throwing some type of goofy-looking bucktail. It wasn't as nice-looking as it was now, and it had, I remember the thing had chicken hair on it, or chicken feathers. Some of you might remember some of those old lures that had chicken feathers on it. Well, anyway, and he, he tied into a muskie, and the muskie jumped out of the water, threw the bucktail, and my dad missed it. And I don't know, as a kid, I must have asked him a question on what happened, you know, how did it get off, I don't remember. But he told me that the muskies turn their mouths inside out, and that's how they can throw lures. Well, I got a little older, and I found out, no, they really don't do that. I also heard about, you know, muskies losing their teeth in August. No, they really don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It is so funny. And, and muskies, it's so funny because it seems like when somebody catches a muskie, whether it's released or kept, that fish keeps on growing in legend and lore. I mean, that that 38-inch uh, fish, uh, five years down the road, is about 44 inches, maybe a little bit. Give it another 15, 20 years, and it's 50 inches. Grows by weight, too. Uh, it, it's just so funny how they, they keep growing, you know, especially the ones that people say they start with, the DNR netted a muskie on this particular lake, that was longer than my 14-foot rowboat. Uh, okay, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But you, how many times have you heard that? I remember many years ago, the DNR was doing some netting on in Pewaukee, and they netted a, I think it was, it was either a 50 or a 52-inch muskie, and they weighed it, and I can't remember what the weight was. That fish, I am not kidding you, because at the time, I was doing a radio show, uh, you know, an outdoor show on a different radio station. And somebody called in. And it was like the following year, he said, Hey, did you hear about that big muskie that was netted on Pewaukee last year? And I says, Yeah, I heard they netted a pretty nice one. He says, Yeah, it was about 102 inches and 70-some pounds. <laughs> I, <clears throat> excuse me. I just started laughing. It, it's like... You know, sometimes these fish, they, they, uh, just, they just keep growing over the years. Uh, so it's actually kind of funny. But anyway, listen, we, we've got a, we got a top-of-the-hour break coming up. And so we do want to hit that on time. And that's in just a few minutes. So uh, I do appreciate you hanging out this morning. And one last time, i got to mention Sister Marianne Etzel. She sent us a photo uh, that she was wearing her uh, Cutting Edge Outdoors hat and shirt you know we still have cutting edge outdoors hats for sale over at Smokey's musky bait and tackle shop but as far as the cutting edge outdoors shirt no i'm sorry i mean the, it was kind of cool it had I, I think john drew it i either he drew it or somebody knew but it was a train with a caboose okay and in the train in where the smoke comes out that was ozzy osbourne's lightness where the smoke comes out then there was me as the head as the head engineer then there was John as the head conductor, and then there was Bushy with a lantern in the back, you know, shining the light on the great outdoors. It was actually a pretty cool shirt. Uh, came in t-shirts and long sleeve shirts. Yeah, where's I still mine? I have mine, so I hope you have yours. Anyway, where's my hat? Uh, what? Where's my hat and shirt? Where's, where's your? Well, you don't get a shirt. Uh -oh. I have to. 
I have to think about getting you a hat, though. I've talked to Bushy. We're going to have to make an executive decision <laughs> and discuss this, all right? All right. <laughs> all right. Hey, listen, folks, we got to go to a break. Stay tuned for more. I'm Tom Neubauer, doing it alone without the Bushmaster today. So give us a call if you feel like it with any questions or comments at 414-799-1250. We'll be right back with more. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Good morning, folks. Normally, I, I'm doing some hollering and screaming here on the show every now and then, but I really can't do that, uh, record, uh, you know, taping, not taping, but uh, company, producer. Coming to you from where I am, let's put it that way. Uh, I don't want to wake anybody up. So no hollering and screaming uh, for uh, the foreseeable future. Uh, that is unless I go, unless this Wi-Fi extends to outside, then I'll start hollering and screaming. But anyway... Um, there's a, there's a bunch of, we're, we're trying to get a couple of people on the phone. You know, we don't talk enough about Lake Michigan and the salmon and trout that are in the lake. Uh, we don't talk, talk enough about that. We're trying to get uh, Captain Jason Wood on the line. And uh, we're also going to try to talk to Paul Mahalik today. Uh, these are two guys that are out there doing it all the time. And uh, I wish I was out there doing it today because today looks like a beautiful day to be out on the water. Uh, today and tomorrow looks like gorgeous days. Not too hot, not too windy. Looks like it's just right. I know I'm kind of jealous because uh, two of my sons are going out tomorrow, and uh, but they're going out with one of their friends, so I, I'm not allowed to come along. So anyway, uh, we have on the line right now Captain Jason Woda. Good morning, Jason. Morning, gentlemen. Yeah, how, uh, yeah, it's me, Tom. It's me, Tom. I'm I'm here alone today. Danny's up on the Bay of Green Bay, fishing. So I'm all alone today. But you know, I was just saying how we don't talk enough about Lake Michigan and what's going on out there. Maybe you can let us know how what, how's the trout and uh, salmon going. Well, I mean, it, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster to start the season here, um, but decent fishing, uh, I would call it. Uh, we have coals around, tons of lake trout, a few kings. Um, it's been it's been okay. It's definitely been okay. Well, that's good to hear. Now, you're out right now, correct? Well, I was, and then a uh, boat battery died this morning and caused me to come in, and now oh, no. I'm heading to the only, the only store in the area that's got one that's open. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. That, yeah, that kind yeah, of... I, I got, I, yeah, it stinks, but... Yeah, yeah that you know, does. I, it's uh, it's been one of those years so far. I just kind of, I've come to the realization I just have to shrug everything off. <laughs> well, I think so, uh, I I think my son and some of his family, his uh, sister-in-law and her son and a brother-in-law, I think they went out with you last year. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, that's right. They did, and they 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 brought home a a lot of fish, and uh, they were very pleased with their trip with you. 
if someone wanted to go with you, well, how do they go about it? Uh, just give me a call. That's the best way to do it. I can be reached at uh, 414-384-8096, um, or you check me out on the web at realsensation.com. Right, and I'm sure if they Google Real Sensations, it'll pop up and it'll get you to it'll it'll take you oh, them to you. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, how do you how do you get to stay in the studio and Dan gets to go fishing? Yeah, that, I know that that sucks that... too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's got to stay back and work, you know. And uh, that's so, right. But, but he's up with a bunch of his friends. They do this every year, you know. Uh, they go up there, and so uh, they camp up there in that area. Uh, I was telling them, though, and I was telling somebody earlier that uh, if I was going up there, I'd be staying in a motel. I wouldn't be camping. I'm not a camper. So no. Anyway, no, but what do you what are you mainly uh, catching the uh, salmon and trout on? Ah, uh, you know, it's been a mix. I've only fished a couple times because our our season was was didn't start until later. Um, yeah, right. You couldn't take mother, clients out. Yeah. No, could not. Could not. So um, it, it's been a mix of, you know, coho dodgers and, and peanut flies and and spoons and big flashes and flies have been taking stuff. It, it's kind of a mishmash, um, you know, but, but nobody's fishing enough, I should say, to really, to really dial anything in for the last week yeah. and a half. Now, do you basically troll all the time or do you ever cast for them? Uh, I'll only cast for them in the fall, when the kings okay, come that, close to shore. That's what I thought. Only in the fall. And uh, yep. do you ever uh, this time of year? Do you do any trolling in the harbor, or is all outside the harbor? Uh, mostly outside, um, but uh, from time to time, if the water gets real nice and cold, they'll come into the harbor at this time of the year, and they'll get a day or two out of it, and then it'll then it'll end. All right. Well, Captain Jason, I do appreciate the time, and, uh, boy, I hope you get that battery soon so you can get back out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be a 45-minute swap. So I, I oh. diagnosed it, and I, I knew which one it was, so I'm on my way. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great day, and, and thanks for thanks for talking with us. No problem, Tom. Appreciate it, buddy. We have a good one. All right. You too. Bye now. That was uh, Captain Jason Woda of Real Sensations Charger Service. Uh, like I said, last year, my son Nick, uh, I don't know if his wife went or not, but his sister-in-law, his brother-in-law, a uh, couple of kids, you know, they went and they, they had a great time with Captain Jason. They they brought home a bunch of fish. Uh, yeah, they, yeah they, they brought home way too many fish. You know? At the time, you know, you're just throwing them in the box and you don't think about it. Later, it's like, oh my goodness, we, we can't eat all these fish. We've got to give a lot of them away. Which, which was, oh, good, let's get him on. Right now we have the one, the only, the legend in his own mind, the Bushmaster. Hey, Bushy. Hey, good morning, Tom. So I'll try and keep this brief. Uh, when I and Sam tried connecting, we got a little bit of static here. But yeah. I told him, we're out in the field. We're out fishing. Guys are used to talking and losing communications and static on a marine radio. It's realism, buddy. So I'm up here up here with a live report from Door County. The good news is we are all still alive. Uh, we haven't ventured to death's door yet. Um, fishing's been pretty good. Um, best day I had, I went with Ron Johnson to a hidden little bay, and on a spinner bait, he caught a 40-inch pike and a six-pound smallmouth. Wow. 
Yeah, so it's, 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 it's been okay. Fishing hasn't been fantastic, though. Yesterday was a tough day. Uh, water temperatures dropped drastically with the changes in the weather. The smallies are kind of moody. Uh, we started out the first day on the Strawberry Islands, and there was one particular point uh, where Dr. Sandy Flaster last year got a big one with me. Well, that point, we just nailed a couple dozen fish in just a short period of time. A lot of four-pounders in there, and that was myself and Mark. Um, and then there's a ton of guys in Raleigh's Bay and also in North Bay, but they're pretty much fishing the beds, and it's kind of a cluster there. So we're not fishing beds. We're avoiding all the crowds. Uh, Sister Islands right now is kind of a bust. But our ace in the hole right now is Ellison Bay, so that's where we're going to be heading. Uh, you told me yesterday about some big pike. Yeah, well, the, uh, the, the pike, we found a bay where Ron found a bay last year where he claimed he saw, like, I don't know, had 30 follows from pike and only could catch seven, and the only thing they'd hit is a, a bass spinnerbait. We went back to that same exact spot, Tom, and I couldn't believe it. It was like musky fishing. You'd see these pike come in following, but they wouldn't hit. It was crazy. It was driving us nuts. Uh, it, 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 we must have had at least 25. Yeah, it's helpless. We can't even of, hear them anymore. A lot of mid-30s, some 40-inchers. Uh, so yesterday, I bought some suckers, and I went back with some suckers, thinking this would be my secret tactic. We didn't get any. The water temp had dropped from, like, 68 down to, down to like, uh, 45. And wow. uh, we did see, I did see probably one of the biggest pike of my life, though. This, this giant fish went swimming by, and my brother Tim said, oh, there's one. And I looked, and I said, that's a carp. And <laughs> I didn't believe him that it was a pike, because it was so fat. I mean, post-spawn, they're supposed to be thin. Wow. So anyway, the thing turned around and came back by again about 10, 15 yards from the boat, and I could clearly see the white ovals on the side, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a 20-pound pike. But it just cruised on by and ignored everything we threw. So uh, there's some monster Lake Michigan pike up here that I hear about, and now I've seen them for myself. Uh, I don't Hardly anybody pressures them up here. They're all after the smallies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish the best for you up there. Maybe you'll get one of those monster pike in that six-pound smallie. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that with live bait and fluorocarbon leaders, but they just weren't concentrated like we, when we saw them before. So I, I think it's a matter of putting one in front of them. But we're going to go for the smallies again today. Jerk baits have been successful. The Mega Bass Vision 110 and Tennessee Shad and the Pink x Wrap have been great. Haven't done a whole lot on the flies. Uh, or uh, Ned Rig, but, you know, you can get him with multiple Yeah, tactics. he's going away, yeah, just tell him, just, hang, yeah. Kind of weather dependent, and, but anyway, next week I'll be calling you from the Yukon, Tom. Okay, yeah, okay, you better be now here next we, week. Now that I'm retired, you're going to get a field report from me every yeah. week, so I'll be you here. You better be here next week. For that tomorrow. Yeah, right, all right, we'll talk to you later, Bushy. All right, take care. Okay, bye. All right, sorry about that uh, transmission, folks, but sometimes when you're up in the wilderness, uh, that's what happens sometimes. But, you know, I could understand what he was saying. I could hear him, and Ed, I hope you could too. So he's having a good time up there in the Bay of Green Bay, catching smallies, catching some, well, his buddy caught a big northern. Uh, but the smallmouth fishing up there is hot. You know, years ago, I didn't know this at the time, but uh, it was illegal for me to guide up there. <laughs> 
I was I was younger. I didn't know that. I didn't know you have to had had to have a, a captain's license to guide up there. I mean, heck, I was I stayed in a place in one of the bays. Uh, oh, Pottawatomie State Park is right there. There's a boat launch there, and I can't think of the name of the bay. Anyway, and and that's the only place where I uh, you know take guys to in this bay. It was a very large bay, and and people literally. There were times when they'd catch uh, a couple guys would catch a hundred smallmouths, and uh, but back then, like when I was when we were talking to Dale Strohshine a few weeks back, back then if you caught a four pounder, that was a biggie, you know. Normally, most of them were in that two pound range, uh, maybe a well, let's say a pound and a half to three pounds was a big one. Uh, if you caught, like I said, if you caught a nineteen incher, that that was pretty big, and every now and then you'd get one like that, but uh, that was rare. And well, nowadays if catching four pounders is common, and uh, it's catching that six that guys are looking for. And uh, anyway, I did see one real big one up there. But anyway, like I was saying, uh, I didn't know it was illegal for me to guide up there. And I would, every May I would take people up there, and that's the only time I would fish was in the month of May. Uh, it was the, like the second and third and fourth week of May we'd go up there, and I was booked quite a lot just for those like two or three weeks when the fishing was really good and uh everybody caught fish up there as a matter of fact every now and then while catching the smallies you'd, you'd catch a you know a walleye or two or a northern pike or two so uh, it was always a lot of fun always a lot of fun and one time almost a muskie but i didn't have a net big enough for it. this fish was at least 45 inches and uh my net was more for bass and uh smaller i mean it wasn't that big of a net yeah, there was no way I was going to get this fish, on, especially on like six pound test line. So it was just one of those things. But listen, folks, we got to go to a break. When we come back, we will get into more fishing stuff, maybe a few guaranteed techniques and something that I told Bill Michaels on his show a few, uh, a few weeks ago that uh, kind of uh, surprised him. It might surprise you too. We'll be right back with more. This show is brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants, and we are on Sports Radio 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey folks, good to have you back here. It's uh, 719 in the a.m. on a beautiful Saturday morning and we're bothering one of our good friends, uh, one of the better fishermen in the state, Mr. Paul Mahalik. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Hey, you know, I always tell people that the one way to learn about fishing is spending time on the water. And if it's spending time on the water, you have learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The more time on the water, the more you can learn. Even, even uh, the bad days. You know, if you can just learn a couple things from the bad days, uh, you're still learning something. Well, and you know, the other thing too about bad days is that if you didn't have a few bad days, you wouldn't appreciate the good days. That is a fact. Yeah, you have to have. Uh, I, I talked to some people who've been to Canada that uh, I started talking about it earlier in the show and I forgot to continue. I, we got a phone call or something. Anyway, that uh, they were actually bored catching fish, after, I mean, on every cast, catching a fish. <clears throat> and I can see getting bored like that. When, when I would take people to the Fox River up by De Pere, I mean, you would literally have a fish on every other cast and, you know, walleyes. <clears throat> and I had one guy, after two hours, he said, I'm done, let's go. He was bored. 
Right. And uh, I, I could see that happening, I guess. Right, and even, uh, you know, if you get on a good pattern for fish, uh, what I always like to try to do is throw something different at them and see, is it just the day that the fish are just really super aggressive, or or is it the, the tactic you're using, and you just try to narrow things down that way, too? You know, it's amazing how great minds think alike, Paul. In a book that I wrote back in 1990, it wasn't. It was okay. It wasn't that great. It was okay. But there's a chapter in there about doing that exact same thing, yeah. that switch baits up. You know, I mean, try something else. See if something else will work. And like you said, is it just that they'll act, they're active and they'll bite anything, or is it certain things that they'll bite? You know, and you don't know unless you try different things. You know, exactly. And I would have people in the boat say to me something, "Why? Why are you doing this? Because this is." You know, because this, I said this is, uh, you can try something different and uh, find out if they're going to bite on this instead, you know. And, uh, yeah, my brother used to always give me a little crap about doing that. But, you know, yeah, that's that's how you learn a couple things, I guess. Like if you're out casting for muskies, nobody's, all three people aren't using the same thing. Exactly. Or, all, or two people. They're always losing something different. <laughs> right. And, you know, sure. I had a brother, I have a brother like that, that... Uh, one time we were out on Oconomowoc Lake, and I was catching a smallies. And I would tell my brother Larry, Larry, put this on. Put this lure on. This is hot. Nope, he would have to take something else out of his box. And then I, and he wouldn't catch anything. And I'd say, Larry, try one of these. These are great. I'm catching fish on them. Nope, he's got to try. He always had to try something else. And, you know, the funny thing is, my older son, he went through a stage in life where he was like that too when, when he was younger, that... He wouldn't use what I was using. He would always have to use something else. I don't know if that was to show me up or what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but anyway, correct. so have you have uh, where have you been lately? Oh, I've been uh, uh, Rock Lake. I've been out to the Madison Chain. I've been out to Delavan. Uh, the water temperature last week with that warm weather really, you know, it, it went up nine degrees in a couple of days. That's how fast yeah. that water shot up. And uh, yeah, and the, and the, the largemouth bass finally came in, dropped their eggs, yeah. and left. You know, they yeah, finally and, did and, their, and, on and, most you know, lakes. The, on most lakes. Yeah, and the crappie, but you know, the crappies are all post spawn now, and and the bluegills, they're 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 doing their thing now too on some of these lakes. Yeah, they're coming in shallow. If they're not doing it, they're coming in getting ready to do it. Uh, on your big, deep, clear lakes, yeah, maybe it's going to be a little bit, a few more days. But right. with this warm weather like this and this sun, oh, man, things are popping. This is oh, great. That, I, yeah, it sure did. It was like a, you're fishing a different lake uh, a day later because of just, the, you know, how much that water temperature went up. It just, you know, they just went ballistic there for a while. Yeah, so uh, Rock, you mentioned Rock Lake. Years ago, I fished Rock Lake, long time ago. Um, is that still good for the big bluegills? There's there's some nice bluegills in there. There is you gotta you gotta hunt them down and uh, but uh, that that's one of my first spots. I I always start after ice fishing. The, generally the a week after ice fishing, I'm back in the marsh poking around and uh, yeah and and seeing what's back there. And then I move out onto the big lake after after a few weeks too, when the weeds start coming up a little better out there. Yeah, because I remember many years ago it was noted for the gills and walleyes and some smallmouth, but. Uh, I haven't been back there in a long time, you know, so that's one of the, and how did, how did you do on Delavan? Delavan's been sort of spotty this year. I've, I've, I've had uh, a number of uh, trips where we went out there and 
you know you get a couple of fish, but uh, that's that's going to change now too with this weather. And I'm I'm going to hit that a couple times uh, really good this upcoming week. You know, with yeah. uh, with the water getting a little warmer now, and 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 it's going to get warm. I guess after Tuesday, it's supposed to really start heating up again. Right now, uh, do you uh, do you walleye fish much? Well, I, I multi. What what I what I I do is basically flip jigs and crawlers, jigs and gulp and and we catch everything this time of year all right so it's a it's a good tactic to use for you know to catch everything i guess well i was just telling somebody earlier on in the show and i mentioned it last year too but uh bushy last year told me how guys on pewaukee were using drop shot rigs with live bait for walleyes and when i went up to Manaqua area there was a lake my son likes to fish for walleye and when we were out there um I used a drop shot rig with live bait, and I'll tell you what, Paul, that was worked fantastically, um, yeah. and it works down here too. I used it down here a couple times, but you know, if you got a half a crawler on, you could catch a walleye, a largemouth, a smallmouth, even a pike, you know, or a bluegill. You know, you could catch just about anything, and that's yeah. why I guess you're using a jig and a half a crawler because you can catch just about anything. Yep, and it it work it works so well. I mean, uh, and then you know that's. And then if they, the water warms up and they start suspending, that's when those drop shot rigs are really good because you can just hover over that area and with your trolling right. motor and just keep working around it. Deadly, deadly tactic. Yeah. You know, uh, last week I was on Oconomowoc Lake, and we did okay, not great, but we did all right. The water temperature was still pretty cool. and uh, But we, it was so funny because the little lake out there was so clear, Paul, and I'm not exaggerating. You could see at least 20 feet down, if not further. You could see wow. the... And we saw some walleyes laying, and you could see the whites of their tail. You could see walleyes laying on the bottom. And we had crawlers with us. So we'd stick a half a crawler on a jig, drop it in front of their nose. They wouldn't move. <laughs> they wouldn't yeah. budge. And I, I, I don't know if it was because it was, it was sunny out and, you know, the light penetrating was down there at 20 feet, you know. I don't know. But yeah, they yeah, would not budge. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky lake to fish too. Like you said, when it's when when it's bright and sunny and all that, it's uh, that's a much better lake on a cloudy, crummy day where you got rain and stuff coming in uh, versus a, a clear day. But uh, that's another thing you can try to crack the code on a sunny day and see what works for them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think the only thing would have worked with it being M80 with a rock tied to it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, Paul, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Where are you headed out to today? I am going to be going out to Lake Monona today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure you'll do fine out there too. Well, it's a, it's a, it, 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 it's such a big lake, and there it's such a diverse fishery out there. It's right. it's it just that Madison Chain is just a, a great lake to you know lakes to it, fish, I guess. It really is. Now, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to hire you to go out fishing one day for whatever kind of fish, what do they got to do? All they have to do is call me on my cell, 414-520-0542. All right. And people can always uh, get a hold of me. They can email me at uh, ceoguys at yahoo.com in case they forgot that number, and I can always give it to them. So, well, Paul, thanks again for spending a few minutes with us. Do appreciate it. Okay, take care of yourself. Okay, you too, Paul. That was uh, Paul Mahalik, area guide. Guides for everything. Doesn't matter what it is, but I'll tell you one thing. Folks, if you were going to hire him, hire him in the fall for muskies. He has got a technique. 
that I know nobody can really guarantee you a muskie, but he's about as close as you can get to guaranteeing you a muskie. And as a matter of fact, not just one, maybe several um, in a day. It, uh, he's got quite the technique down. And uh, over the last, what, maybe three, four years, just been doing really good on it. And he releases all his fish that he catches, and his clients do too. You know, they take photos and all that, but they release them all. I mean, if you wanted to keep, if you really wanted to, if you caught a really big one and wanted to get it mounted, I'm sure he wouldn't mind, you know. But uh, uh, anyway, you'd have to ask him about that. So listen, folks, when we come back, I, I know I was going to tell you before. I didn't, I, I wasn't able to. We got some phone calls and that, but uh, I want to tell you what I told Bill Michaels, uh, it was either a couple weeks ago, and because he uh, wanted to know about fishing in the area and whatever. And you know, Bill Michaels is a bass fisherman. He likes to bass fish. It's just that he doesn't get enough time to do it because he's always on the darn radio. Anyway, we'll, when we come back, I'll tell you about what we talked about and what I told him, all right? All right, well, this Kipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors is brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and by Tom Neubauer and Dan Bush. And he is Sam, who's on the board. So give Sam a call and say hi. He might be kind of bored over there at the station. Hey, we'll be right back, folks. This is 105.7 FM, The Fan. As Larry uh, Smith always says, it is a great day to be alive because it is a beautiful Saturday morning out there. And right now we have the beautiful Tilkey on the line from Smokey's on the Bay up there in Green Bay. Good morning, Tilkey. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing fine, but uh, it's me, Tom. I'm here alone today. Danny's fishing up in the Bay of Green Bay up by you guys. Okay. Hope he stops by. Yeah, I hope he does too. I know he's chasing the smallies. He's been up by Sister Bay and few other places you know and uh right so anyway i just wanted to know uh what's going on on the bay over by you guys what do you hear well we had we had the musky opener you know the northern opener right. last weekend um they caught quite a few fish uh on the east shore of the fox river and in some of the little sloughs and uh but then we had that heavy heavy rain again and so it's like chocolate milk out here right now again oh so that's going to sort of put a damper, but uh, guys going out to get some muskies, you know, use bright colors and your bright fire tigers, you know, something that, that the fish can see in the water. Right. Hey, uh, this time of year, are there still people fishing walleyes in the river? Uh, the walleyes are basically, you know, there's some residential fish that still live in yeah. the river, but for the most part, they're all going back into the Bay of Green Bay. All right. And that fishing I hear has been pretty good? It's been pretty good. But then it, now here again, like on the east shore where I am, because the natural flow of that river goes through University Bay up by Point Sabo, that's all chocolate milk again. Oh, wow. So the best bet is to hit the west shore or farther north up on the east shore, you know, by Bayshore Park and uh, Mako's Reef or also out by um, uh, Gano's Reef and out of Swamico would be probably the best bet. Hey, I got a question for you. A couple of months ago during ice fishing season, do you remember that monster perch that was caught? Yes. Yes. Okay, you uh, heard, you yeah, did hear about Kyle, it. Okay. Kyle, yeah, Kyle caught that. Oh, somebody you know. Oh, yeah, he's he's a local guide. Uh, I can't, can't remember his last name. Tokorski or something like that. Okay. But, um, yeah, he caught that big perch, but it was out of season. 
Oh, that's what it was. That, oh, that, that's, that's right. I remember reading something about it, that. It was yeah. after ice, and he caught and he caught that big perch, and but it, it could have been a state record, but it was caught out of season. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, yes. What now? You have you have specially uh, painted lures for the walleyes up by you, right? Yeah. What what we did is you know you have we have your standard you know your standard colors and the Rapalas and the flicker shads, the flicker minnows, uh, bandits, uh, Smithwicks, and then we also we do we custom paint them. So we got like uh, over 160 different uh, custom paint schemes for, uh, for all our lures hanging in the shop. So, so those walleyes will grab all those different colors? Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, they, I don't they, know. They, they, they grab a lot of fishermen. <laughs> oh, there you go. See? Now, you're, being, you know you're an mean? honest man. You're an honest man. <laughs> well, but it's something different. You know, but you'll have some guys come in here, and they got to have this pink color. And then right. the next guy will come in here, and, and it has to be purple. You know, and, and, and with whatever they feel confident in, I think that helps them fish. Yeah, well, that's true. you got to have yeah. uh, confidence and then concentrate on what you're doing, and uh, that'll help you catch fish. You're darn right it will. Exactly. So so are you busy up there? Well, right now I just, I've just i been I had a few customers. i got one guy looking through the custom baits right now sitting mm-hmm. in here. But, but but a lot of people, yeah, when they been, come out, come out early? Yeah, but since, since we've been open, you know, I, I opened on May 12th. It's, oh, it's wow. just been crazy. It's been nonstop, and... And the support I'm getting from the um, all my customers and new customers, it's, it's really, really good. You know, Smokey's down here, too, is same thing. Very busy. Uh, as a matter of fact, every time I've been out this year, the if you don't get to the boat launch early, you don't get a parking spot. I mean, that's... Yeah, right I mean, now, the, 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 the launch is, there's, there's a boat after boat coming down here to Metro. There's probably about 50, 60 boats out here right now. Yeah, people. It seems like for some reason during this uh, pandemic, people are doing more fishing. It seems like for some reason. Well, uh, yeah, and, and it's it, it's an enjoyable and relaxing. Yeah, I you, you know what the mini mite is, right? Yep, I know what mini mites are. Okay, good. Well, anyway, I was talking to my friend Frank, who uh, you know owns Mini Cubby uh, Tackle, and he said that a few months ago, his shelves were stocked full of mini mites. And he was really worried about how this season was going to go. He says as soon as things were started to open up, his shelves are empty. He said he's having a really good season now, better than last year at this time. He said it's just exploding. And, and I think that's all because of a lot of people are getting out on lakes. Did you know that fishing license sales are up? 24 bucks. Oh, what, what I'm sorry, you you're in the middle of something. I was going to say, did you know that uh, fishing uh, uh, fishing license sales are, are way up this year? Oh, yeah. And not, ju- and, not just our state, but other states, too. Well, you know, you know what I'm doing here? We're off in a service here. We have uh, boat launches now. For the, You can buy the Brown County boat launch from Smokies. And, and it's making it so much easier instead of going downtown, that a clerk of courts, you can just come right over here. Smokies takes you two minutes, and you're, you're on your way. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that's. Do you have to have one of those before you can launch a boat? Well, when you when you use it, but you use use the public boat launches in Brown County, if you yeah. just buy a daily pass, it's five dollars. Okay. A diesel pass is thirty five dollars, and it's good for all the boat launches in Brown County. So it's it's a lot better deal. Well, that you is a good one, deal. You get a thirty five dollar ticket. Yeah, that is a really good deal. As a matter of fact, 
even $5 for a launch is a good deal compared to what we pay down here at some of these launches, you know? What, what, what is yours down there, like 10 Well, Well, at, the, well let's, at Smokey's, uh, yep. Smokey's charges $5 for parking, but the city charges $7 for the launch, so it costs oh 12 God. bucks. Uh, on oh. Oconomowoc Lake, on a weekend, it's, uh, I think that's about $10, $11 on the weekend. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I mean, expensive. That adds you know, up. You know, it's funny how in a in an area where you got a lot of people, it costs more. In your area, middle middle you know middle number of people, it costs a little less. And then when you get all the way up in northern Wisconsin, all the launches are free. Yeah, so, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I know, unreal. There's no hey, listen, consistency, you know. No, there's not. No, there's none at all. So, well, Tilki, thanks for giving uh, talking with us this morning. We well, do appreciate well, no it. And, and I wish they could talk on, but I got guys lining up in here right now. It's, it's, I, I, I realize that. I heard you on the yeah. register. So thanks a lot. Yeah. We do appreciate it. Okay. Stay well, my friend. Okay, hey, bye thank now. you so much for calling. I really appreciate all you guys do for me. I really do. All right. All right. Okay, have a bye good now. Weekend. You too. That was uh, Tilki from Smokey's on the Bay. If you're, if you're uh, interested in finding out more about fishing on the Bay, uh, those people have the information. They can tell you about where their boat launch is, where the bait shop is, and all, and where to go fishing and what to use. Uh, just Google Smokies on the Bay, and uh, they'll get you to them. They're up there in Green Bay. And, uh, yeah, they're a big help to, to a lot of people for a lot of different things. Now, we got a few minutes left. I promised you that I was going to tell you what happened with Bill Michaels. Now, Bill Michaels, every year, he'll uh, his producer... Radio Joe will call me and he'll say, hey, Bill wants you on the show. It, whether it be talking about uh, fishing in the beginning of the season or hunting, you know, before the big deer hunt, one of the two. So we were talking about fishing and I and I asked Bill, I said, so Bill, I know you like, you enjoy bass fishing and we haven't had a chance to get out even though we said a long time ago, hey, listen, we'll get out fishing or whatever. But anyway, I said, uh, what do you mainly use for bass fishing? And he told me three lures that he uses, and I said, "Yeah, those those are good lures, Bill. But uh, don't you did did you ever use a a wacky rigged worm?" And he says, "What?" I said, "A wacky worm, a wacky rigged worm." He says, "No, why?" And I says, "Bill, most guys in America who bass fish are using it." And I said, "And you, I promise you, Bill, if you start using it." You'll catch more bass than you've ever caught in your life. And, and it, not only that, it is so easy, a kid could use it. I mean, you just, just show them how to do it once, and, and they got it. It's easy to use. It, you can't screw it up. Uh, and I said, you'll catch more fish. Now, I don't know if I heard Bill Michaels' feeling telling, saying that he's the only guy who doesn't use one. <laughs> you know? And I'm sorry if I did, but we got to get Bill out on the water and I, you know what I should do is I should send them one rigged up, you know, the hook and the worm, just rigged up, put it in a plastic baggie and mail it to them and say, try this. It works. You know, do something like I should do that. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to have to do that this week. But then again, I don't know when Bill's going to get a chance to go out and use it. Uh, I have to talk to him about that. But anyway, folks, uh, boy, you know, there was something that I wanted to do on the show today. And I never got a chance to do it. I wanted to go through the formula for fishing success. Guaranteed you'll catch more fish, any kind of fish, no matter where in the world you fish. But I haven't had a chance to do it. It would take me about four segments of the show to go through everything, and that's going through it quickly. You know, 
uh, instead of taking my time. Normally at a regular seminar event might take me, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of straight talking, whereas, you know, doing it on the radio, you know, each segment is roughly, what, about 12 minutes long? So, you know, it would take me probably an hour's worth of the show. And um, But anyway, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of it, all right? I'll give you the gist of it when we come back right after this message. And we are brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants. I'm Tom Neubauer. I'm bushless today. Oh, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. Anyway, we'll be right back with more. Stay tuned, folks. That's right, folks. It is the final segment of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And, uh, okay, let's <clears throat> let's talk about the formula for fishing success. Now, first of all, let me tell you that I didn't come up with this myself. I borrowed it from Al and Ron Lindner. They had, years ago, they came up with the, what's called the FLNP fishing formula, and it still works to this day. Fish, location, presentation. I just kind of... Eh, I kind of like narrowed it in a little bit more. I call it like knowing your fish, knowing the lake, and I don't mean knowing it personally, like having a map, having some electronics, and then knowing the lures and live baits at your disposal, and then knowing how to work them properly. Because there is a right and a wrong way a lot of times in some of the lures and live baits. So let's first of all, let's look at the fish. Understanding the fish and Basically, there's two things that fish got to have. They got to have food. They got to have dissolved oxygen. You find they're, they're, they're always going to be in a dissolved oxygen, all right? They got to have that to live. And they're always looking for their food. They're always, you know, they're going to be around food somewhere, a food source, because without it, they die. Simple as that. Now, if you know what kind of food fish like to eat, you know, the type of fish you're after, well, then you kind of get an idea of if you know where that food is, you get kind of a good idea of where the fish is, you know. I mean, granted, I like talking about bass a lot, but you could you could do this with any of the major species of fish that we fish for. You know, I mean, you know, like when it comes to bass fishing, let's face it, bass and weeds go together like peanut butter and jelly and Abbott and Costello. I mean, weeds, bass like weeds, so for some reason, they're always around the weeds. And whether it be a deep weed line edge, an inside weed line edge, whether it be weeds on a flat, uh, if it's real sunny up, being a cl- middle of a clump of weeds, you know, it, 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 weeds are there are for them. And uh, I think it's because there's a lot of smaller bait fish living in those weeds that the larger fish like to eat. Because like we said before, the fish's favorite food is other fish. So anyway, understanding the fish is very important. And knowing what they do at different times of the year, where they go. And let's face it, folks, like when we were talking to Paul Mahalik, time on the water is the number one learning code that you can have. Time on the water. The more time you spend on the water, the more time you understand those fish, where they are, where they're not. You could be fishing in an area. And, you know, this is the one interesting thing about a fish is that it's kind of like hunting in a way that, you know, you know, are you fishing in the right spot? Are there fish there, but they're just not biting your lures and live bait? Or are you fishing in a spot where there are no fish? See, you don't really know for sure because you can't see down there. 
you know you don't really know for sure are there fish there or are there not fish there and i i never wait too long in an area uh, i want to keep moving in other words one of the worst things you could do is sit down and wait for the fish to come to you they might never come to you but you always have to keep moving to go to the fish now let's talk about lakes you know understanding oh by the way how do you get to more knowledge on fish you watch tv shows you listen to radio shows you read magazines you go to join a club learn from other people and that time on the water i mean all of that put together <clears throat> so that's but make make no mistake not everything you read is gospel not everything you hear from other anglers is uh, mm, uh, a non-horn swaggle. It might be a horn swaggle. So let's look, look at lakes. Now, <clears throat> if you have a map of a lake and you've got a locator, you can find the places on that map where you think those fish are going to be. You can find the rocky areas, the drop-off areas, the submergent weeds, you know, and all that stuff. You can find those with your locator. You can, and your locator should be able to tell you whether it's a hard bottom or soft bottom. And nowadays, with the fancy side scans and all that, my goodness, that makes it even so much easier. It's unbelievable. But the thing is, is that you have to not, you know, when I say know the lake, not that you've been going to the same lake for 20 years. No, 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 no. It's just that you gotta have that that locator and that map. I'm gonna give you an example. One time at the Milwaukee Sports Show, a couple guys came up to me and they wanted to hire me for guiding. I was guiding at the time and they wanted to hire me. And I said, okay, that's cool. Uh, what lake you want to go to? And he says, the guy says, well, I got a place on Lake Elizabeth. I said, Lake Elizabeth, where's that? He says, down by the Illinois border. I never heard of the darn lake. And it's connected to a smaller lake, Lake Marie, I think it is. Anyway, it's down by the Illinois border. And I said, well, geez, I'd never been on that lake before. And he says, oh, well, then never mind. And I said, well, wait a minute. What do you mean, never mind? What kind of fish are we looking for? And he says, well, I want to learn how to catch the bass on that lake, because I hear it's a decent bass lake. And I said, well, then I'm your guy. And the guy said, well, if you've never been on a lake before, how are you going to guide me on a lake you've never been before? And I said, what, the fish know where they're living? Of course not. You leave that to me. That's my job. So anyway, I get to, I find my way to the launch find my way to his house. So then I says to the guy, so you got a map of the lake? You know, him and his brother-in-law, they hop in the boat and I said, you got a map of the lake? He says, no, why? I said, well, you should. I said, how are you going to find the spots where the bass are going to be if you don't have at least a map of the lake? Well, as it turned out back then, I had maps of, man, all the lakes around here and a lot of lakes up north and all over the place. Anyway, I pulled out, pulled out the map of Lake Elizabeth and, and we started talking and he says to me, he says, you know, he says, I hear they got smallmouth in this lake. Well, I take it back. Let's start over. First, he wanted to find the largemouth bass. And, you know, there was a flat, and it was really sunny out. And I got to hurry up and make this. God, I, I'm running out of time, folks. Let's make this a long story short. He asked me about smallmouth. I took him to a spot where I said, I think smallmouth would be here. It's a gravelly uh, uh, area. There's a gravelly flat, and then it kind of the gravel goes down. Uh, got a drop off into this twilight zone. That's where the weeds start. I said, if there be a smallmouth, there should be somewhere around here. I made a cast with a white spinnerbait, let it sink down about halfway in about 12 feet of water, started reeling it back, got a hit, caught a smallie. The one guy said, holy, I can't say the word he said, but holy, you know what? And I went, yeah, that's uh, really something I didn't really expect that on, a, on one cast, you know. 
But make a long story short, we did find fish, smallies and largemouth, but mainly the largemouth. Next week, I have to talk, talk to you with Danny about lures and live baits, how to work them, how to use them, you know, I mean, what to use, when to use it, and how to use it. Let's put it that way. That's, that's the important part. Well, well, listen, folks, uh, we're down to the last minute of the show. It's, I've, I've enjoyed going, you know, Mark, Rush Limbaugh says that it's the fa- his show is the fastest three hours in radio. Well, I'll tell you what, our show, the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, is the fastest two hours in outdoor radio. And I'm Tom Neubauer. I'm wishing you all a great weekend. So for Dan Bush and me, you have a great weekend. And you have a great weekend too, Sam. Thank you, man. That's all I got. That's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.